Hello and welcome to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. And I'm one of your hosts, Adam Bankers. And this week, now we, we, not, we don't have only one Jeff. We have two Jeffs in the house today. And unfortunately, you know, Ron Greenbaum couldn't join us, but we brought in the double Jeffs to make up for it. And I think everyone will be pretty happy. So first, I want to welcome to the show, Jeff Comer, who is an account manager at Greenbaum Steyer Strategic Marketing Group. How's it going, Jeff? I am fantastic. How about yourself, Adam? I'm doing great. I'm glad to. I know we talked about maybe doing this in the past, so it's fun to finally get you know on a podcast with you. So glad to have yes. you here, my friend. <laughs> I'm hyped to be here. Yeah, but you know, you're you're important, but you're not the most important Jeff here today because we have Jeff Wiseman, who's one of the owners of Myers Jewelers, and he's really you know making the name Jeff something special. So welcome to the show, Jeff, number two. Well, thank you very, very much for having me. Looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So obviously, you know, Grow Like a Pro is a show all about learning how to achieve your goals and dreams as a business owner or someone looking to, you know, become a business owner or looking just to, you know, have their dreams come true, as I like to say. And we always bring on awesome and interesting guests to tell their story, to give life lessons, to see how they're handling this pandemic craziness and everything. And if you okay. want to be, a, yeah, and if you want to be a part of the show, you can send an email to hello at growlikeaproshow.com. Once again, that is hello at growlikeaproshow.com. And you know, now that we get that out of the way, I want to start with Jeff, Jeff Wiseman. Why don't you tell yes. us a little bit about yourself? So you're the, one of the owners of Myers Jewelers, but what, what else can you tell us about Jeff Wiseman? Well, uh, dealing with, uh, at least with Myers Jewelers, I have been in this business literally my entire life. Wow. Um, I'm 60 years old, and this is the only job I have ever, ever had. Interesting. Was, uh, working for Myers Jewelers. Um, it's family business. My father started it, which is a great story that we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but uh, as far as work-wise goes, uh, I am a lifer when it comes to the jewelry industry. Um, but beyond that, uh, I love my family, number one. Of course. And then uh, my biggest passion is rock and roll, which <laughs> during the pandemic, it has been non-existent. And it's been driving me crazy. Oh, I can imagine. And JC might be able to know a little bit about the old rock and roll world. We, we, can't, we can't disclose all that, but yeah, me and uh, Jeff go back a long way, and he is an avid rock fan. And he's right, the best when it comes to everything jewelry that there is in this city. And how, how do you two know each other? Like, let's, let's get a little bit into that, because I, I always find that interesting, too. Go ahead, Jeff. I'll let you tell them. <laughs> uh, am I allowed to say what it was? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yes, so JC worked on the morning show uh, on the Blitz radio station. And we were a sponsor of that show. I think one of the original sponsors back when Grego and Mo were on there. And then it was Mo and Blazer. And uh, we just, you know met each other through the show and got to see JC do uh, lots of crazy things that they would have <laughs> him do. And it was, uh, it was a, uh, a fun morning show. That is for sure. So, and we're talking, how many years ago was that? It was a long time ago. How far Probably back did that go? 2005, 2006. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that goes back a ways. <laughs> Can you reveal some of the crazy stories? JC, um, I would love for you to tell. Tell what, what's the craziest <laughs> one, because there had to be some good ones. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff with Ohio State, Michigan week, getting shot by 
paintball guns and oh, getting tomatoes thrown at me. And I graduated though to like producing the show and then became marketing director and all that stuff. So I've matured, you know, like radio. Yes. Once you're in it for, you know, once you're in it, you're in it for life. So that's why I'm excited to be on the podcast. But, you know, as Jeff said, it's, he was the first sponsor and he really became like family to us. And I know his relationship, he has a relationship with Ron and just the way that he's talking, how important family is. Jeff, give us that background, you know, like why family is so important to you and how it grew, how the business grew, how Myers Jewelers grew. Well, um, I guess I'll start with how Myers Jewelers got started. And that is from my father, Meyer, who, uh, you know, he was in the Depression era and the World War II and all. So when he was a young boy, uh, his family, you know, needed money. And he was 15 years old. And he went downtown to a jewelry store called Harris Jewelers. So all really old timers out there listening to this show will know Harris Jewelers. They were on State Street right next to the Ohio Theater. And he walked in to see if he'd get a job doing anything. And the gentleman that owned it hired him to clean floors, uh, you know, clean the glass, do all sorts of things. And, uh, and he was only 15 at the time. And he worked there until he was 17. And at 17, he graduated high school, signed up for World War II like everybody else did back then. <laughs> yeah. And went and fought for our country for two years. And when the war was over came back, went back to the gentleman at Harris Jewelers, asked if he could have his job back, and the fella said for sure, and trained him on how to work in jewelry. And he saw something in him that he might be pretty good at it. So uh, he worked for that gentleman for probably 15 years, then went and worked for another fella for probably another 20 years in another store called Rogers Jewelers, managed that. And in the meantime, met my mother in New York. It's a funny story how they met. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually met in Florida at the Fountain Blue Hotel. Oh, yeah. Uh, although my mother, my father was not staying there. He was staying at the cheapest hotel he could find a few <laughs> blocks away. And he would go hang out at the Fountain Blue Hotel, hoping to meet a rich woman. <laughs> and Don't my mother did go there and stay, and she was hoping to meet a rich guy. <laughs> Neither of them had literally anything, and oh they met God. each other, fell in love, and got married. And she moved from New York City uh, to Columbus, Ohio. And she would go watch him work at the store and see these people would line up just to wait to have him sell them their jewelry uh -huh. and you know it wasn't his store obviously he was just managing it and she told him said hey you're you're killing it in there why you need to start your own store and he'd go oh i can't do that and but she pushed and pushed and she my mother was the one to really push him to try to do it they got a loan and this is crazy to start a jewelry store this was 1966 uh, with $5,000, he opened up a jewelry store. Oh, my gosh. Is that crazy? Could you, I mean, we have. <laughs> I can't even imagine I mean, You could barely. I mean, you wouldn't be able to get more than a ring or two in the yeah, store really? today for that amount of money. Um, but he was able to get a store uh, started, and it was at the Great Southern Shopping Center. Not sure if either of you two know where that's at, but that is in, a, uh, in the uh, south side of Columbus. 
and we uh, he opened the store there like i said 1966 and was there for 40 years wow in the same exact spot and as i grew up starting as a young boy i started working there and same way cleaning the floors the glass <laughs> cleaning jewelry doing all that and then you know he would just teach me and my brother scott same thing and uh we would just work our way into the business and learn a little bit more about it and um and that's pretty much how we got involved in the jewelry business and we both happened to love it if we didn't love it i guess we probably wouldn't be doing it but we loved it and to this day i still love it which is uh kind of crazy because i've been doing it literally since i've been about 10 years old i love uh, that so there's that's a about 50 years I love that there's a good woman behind that story. Oh, for you sure. Know? Oh, my mom was the one. <laughs> yep. And she was always the bookkeeper up until maybe oh, five, six years ago. She oh, still did all that. So, uh, yes. Uh, and my father, because there, and you guys might even know businesses where, you know, when the sons get involved or brothers, sisters, all that stuff. Sometimes it does not go very yep. easily. Very true. Well, and there's been we, a lot of businesses that have had breakups over that. Can we get into uh, that? What, can we get into that when we get back? Because I want to know how. Yeah. What What some advice was when you knew you got you and your brother Scott were taking over the business? Yes, my father oh, and mother wanna, really I get did into a that great when we job come, with that. Yeah, yes, I want to yes. get into some when we come back. Yeah, some, yeah. some of the advice that was given to you. Definitely. So make sure to stay tuned as we continue the story of Jeff Wiseman and Myers Jewelers with Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your host Adam Bankhurst and Jeff Comer and our special guest Jeff Wiseman, one of the owners of Myers Jewelers. And in our last segment, we started talking to Jeff about his journey in the jewelry business, working at the company for what was it, 275 years? I think you said, Jeff. <laughs> Just, <like> about. <laughs> Just about. Just <laughs> about. Yep. And, uh, and I think one of the things that I've really taken from speaking with you for the short time is how much you value family, and I think it shows with the success of your business and kind of the way you present yourself. You're, you know, very welcoming, fun person. So uh, we want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into that side of things, but I kind of want to start with you mentioned like you've always been in this business where, I mean, when you were a kid, were there other dreams? Were there anything else? Like, did you, was there any kind of resentment of wanting to join it or is it just, you just kind of fell in love with it and that's kind of what it was. It is the craziest thing. People ask me that a lot and like, didn't you think of wanting to try anything else? And the answer is no. Cause I knew that is what I was always going to do since I was a young boy. And even when I got older, went and you know, I went to Ohio state, graduated from there. I got to have the great college experience, um, which was kind of nice because, and I, I never told my kids this, but, you know, I, I literally, you know, I didn't have to strive to get super good grades because I knew where I was going when right. I graduated. So I could have a little more fun, which was great. Um, but, you know, I always, always knew that I was going to go work in the jewelry store with my father. And it just never even crossed my mind to do anything else. And to this I day, I have a, zero resentment. I thought you had like a rock band. Else. I thought you had a rock band at one point, long hair and wore leather pants. <laughs> oh, no, man, no, that is, is uh, two of my other kids that <laughs> were doing all that stuff. <laughs> right. But uh, no, 
I, you know, when you're a kid, kid, yeah, I would, I loved playing basketball and I was like, oh God, I'd love to be a NBA basketball player. But, you know, obviously that was not going to happen. Uh, so then reality does hit and uh, working at Myers Jewelers was it. And that was uh, what I wanted to do and just try to make it. And as I got older, we tried to make it bigger and better, which uh, I think my brother and I, uh, together did achieve doing that and built upon what my father started. Yeah. And I guess I, that's, that's another kind of interesting thing. Like what have you seen in your journey, I guess in the jewelry business and Myers itself, like what has been the biggest kind of evolutions or, you know, pushes forward or things that you've noticed since your father started the, that first jewelry store so many years ago? Uh, the number of businesses that sell jewelry. Back when he started in the 60s, I mean, there were probably maybe a dozen stores in Columbus at the most, Yeah, all over town. Uh, and today, although these guys recently just went out of business, but you could go inside the Kroger store and Kroger had a jewelry department. Yeah. So think about that. You could be shopping for <laughs> lettuce, oranges, Diamond apples <laughs> and then get a diamond ring in the same all in the same thing oh my gosh. i mean think about all the businesses stores that you go into that sell jewelry you know yeah. walmart target kohl's kmart if they're still around i don't think they are sears pennies i mean you name it every yeah. and then that doesn't even count the actual jewelry stores you go to polaris mall i think there's <clears throat> seven or eight jewelry stores alone in that one mall. Yeah, I, I would, I would say so. Think so, about how you get looked at too. If you take, you know, you propose to your new fiance on, you're telling all your friends, where'd you get that ring? And you tell them Kmart, right? Compared to, <laughs> compared to Myers Jewelers, what, what's, what's going to sound better? What's, what, what ring's going to look better? Jeff, who right? do you think? <laughs> all right. Take, all right. I want you to answer this. Well, who do you guys think sells more jewelry than anybody in America? Walmart. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good guess. Most people don't guess that. I, I just had a feeling. I'm like, I, I always see that when I get, you know, walk into a Walmart, it's right there. And I'm like, I bet you people oh, yeah. shopping, they just walk right in and look, there you go. <laughs> yeah, the jewelry department is right there up front, ready yep. to go for you everybody. Can't miss it. <laughs> and they are the uh, number one uh, seller of jewelry in North America, which is uh, kind of crazy, but that that's kind of crazy. Just the way, you know, a lot of people. <laughs> it's convenience, you know, it's like it's right there. They're already there. They're there. It, it, you know, it's presented fairly well uh, for, you know, for Walmart. And, um, you know, people, you know, just go in there and they'll buy. Yeah. I could see maybe buying some other things, but like engagement rings, wedding bands, that type of thing. I always am amazed yeah. when they people buy from there. But, you know, a lot of people are not as educated in the jewelry world and they think it's the same diamond at Walmart that you find at Myers Jewelers. Yeah. And what's the difference other than Myers Jewelers is going to charge more than Walmart will, yep. <laughs> which is not the case. So, um, you know, that goes into the education and that is another thing that I've seen change a lot that with the internet, people are more educated. Uh, when they're looking to buy a diamond, they go on there and learn about, you know, the color, the cut, the clarity, what all that means. And um, they come in way more knowledgeable than they used to. Yeah. So uh, that's a good thing as well, because I like dealing with somebody after they've kind of learned a little bit about it. And 
you know, you can kind of go into a little more jewelry lingo with the diamonds and, <laughs> right. uh, and kind of converse on that. And they know just what you're talking about. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. sure your fa- I'm sure your father obviously taught you a lot of that education piece. And now that people are learning it themselves, what, is, what else is some of the things that you're, you know, when you took over that and when you knew you were taking over that your dad kind of made sure he left you with? Well, the one thing my father really, really stressed, because uh, he knew that my brother was the exact same mindset as me, that he was always going to go into the jewelry business. And he actually had a option of doing something else. My brother was a really, really good tennis player. He uh, was a state champion here in Ohio. He played for Bexley. And he was also captain of the Ohio State tennis team. So he was really good in tennis. Went to Europe for a summer to kind of play a little bit on the circuit and could have played over there. And who knows Mm. what he could have done, but opted to come back and work at the jewelry store. So his uh, tennis pro always, my brother was inducted into a Hall of Fame and was telling, the the tennis pro was telling a story and how every kid this guy would train goes, I want to be a pro tennis player. I want to be, you know, like Yvonne Lendl or, you know, John McEnroe, all that. My brother would always tell him when he'd ask him, he said, I want to work at Myers Jewelers. <laughs> <laughs> and he was good enough to do the other. Oh, I love it. But that is always what he said. And that's what he does. And that's what he still does. So my father made sure to stress to both of us, that we are family and one doesn't have to be over the other. And just cause I'm older than he is, I'm not his boss. He's not my boss. And uh, we work really well as a team and we just make a good team effort to make the family business work. Cause if you try to make it like you're maybe a little better than this one, or you know more than that one, it is never going to work. Uh, the family business can be tough. That's, that circles back to the point about like the big, bo- the big box store selling jewelry. When you go in there, I guess, like you say, the Myers Jewelers experience the family difference, right? So exactly, exactly. That's exactly what you get. Uh, One million percent. You get that at our store. We're not, it's not just the same. And, uh, you know, we made sure my father said, I think it'll be a good idea now that there's three of us here that we, one of us, has always got to be in the store. So yeah. it's not like, you know, you see us on TV, we do the Blue Jacket games. We actually work the store. We have salesmen that come in uh, that travel all over the country, you know, selling jewelry, you know, their lines. And they say we are one of the absolute few owners of jewelry stores that actually enjoy and constantly work the floor and sell. Because uh, my brother and I, that's what we've been doing since we've been like 10 years old, and we actually love doing it. Yeah. It's like that. Uh, where a lot of the owners sit and managers, they just sit in the back room or do whatever behind the scenes, and we are not that. We are like, always up there working it. That experiential marketing, it's a buzzword that's been around for a while. And you guys are almost the creators of that, if you kind you of know think what? about it. You know, I hear that all the time. I'll listen to like a car commercial or something. They'll say experience, you know, such and such business. And I go, man, we said that first. (laughs) I go, we've been (laughs) saying that for, God, 35, 40 years. Yeah. And you've been living it. And yeah, like you said, it shows. And I think that's fantastic. Well, and we're, you know, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. And then also 
kind of how things have changed with the pandemic and kind of how you see the future of the jewelry industry. So make sure to stay tuned to Grow Like a Pro and we'll be right back after the short break on 610 WTVN. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your hosts Adam Bankhurst and Jeff Comer and our special guest Jeff Wiseman, one of the owners of Myers Jewelers. And like I said, in the past couple segments, we've been talking to Jeff about his journey in the jewelry business as being a part of Myers, how family is so important. And I, I kind of do want to just jump into one last bit about the family thing. Is has have you seen like have, have a lot of other family members in the in your in the uh, Wiseman family, is it? I, I guess I'm guessing. Have they come through the business and done other stuff, or has it been mostly you three throughout? Uh, it years? is very. You know, I get that question quite a bit, and that is a good question. Um, my brother has two daughters. Uh, one is in law school, and one is in pre med at the University of Florida. So they are not going into it, but they have all worked in it. Gotcha. You know, growing up, and it just wasn't what they were interested in doing. They lived in Florida and uh, wanted to move away. Yeah. Uh, I have four sons and a daughter. My daughter, the youngest, goes to University of Dayton, uh, and I do not believe will be in the jewelry industry. And my four sons that have all been working in it since they were little boys have all opted not to do it as well. Gotcha. Um, but they are all very successful, which is nice. I like bragging about them. <laughs> it's uh, always a plus. Yeah, yeah. My son's uh, an attorney, so he became successful with that. Uh, another son that is a financial advisor for UBS. I have another son that does work some with me, but he makes uh, custom clothing. Nice. And uh, he actually uh, has made uh, for lots and I made for Jamie Foxx, The Rock, um, he makes a lot of the clothes for a lot of rock and roll stars. I mean, he, he does quite a bit of different things. He was actually boating with a clown from Slipknot yesterday. <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, <laughs> yes. So uh, he um, has had some uh, great connections, which I've actually had a lot of fun going to, uh, which is now Sonic Temple it used to be rock on the range. And, uh, oh, yeah. cause he always gets to go backstage and we go hang out with all the artists. And, uh, that has been a lot of fun. So he has become very successful in the clothing world. Uh, do you guys remember Zeke Elliott's draft suit when he got drafted? Do you happen to remember that at all? I, I think so. Actually, I'm he wore a crop top. Yes, oh, I yeah. do. Yes, of course. It was the talk of the draft. In yeah. fact, uh, the NFL put something out uh, a couple months ago. They Did rated you the that from top your five. They they rated the top five draft <laughs> outfits, and that was pick number one. And my son made that. that oh was my his gosh, outfit. that's amazing! <laughs> wow. So uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that. my youngest son is an aspiring musician. Yeah, he's lived in uh, Brooklyn the last three years and is uh, moving to Nashville. So. Uh, He's a singer-songwriter. Very nice. So, uh, as you can see, none of them are in the jewelry business. And I believe it is the, and I don't want to say this poorly, but that generation, it, it, they don't quite like working the way we work at our store. They don't like being, you know, home at 8.30, 9 o'clock at night. 
um, you know, because you got to work late. And we, my father taught us when you are working, this is for anybody that's going to work a family business and think that it is easier because you're the boss. It's the opposite, right? You're the one that if you're working it properly and you want to make sure you have a successful business, you're going to be there from before you open and after you close. And every little issue that goes on in that store, you're taking care of. Um, so they didn't really, I think, like all that part of it and opted not to go into it. I think my oldest son, who became an attorney, told me that he would rather flip burgers at McDonald's <laughs> than work at my store. Oh, my gosh. So I, go, I guess you're not interested. <laughs> How many stores are there, so, now, by the way? No, we just, we just have the one we okay. decided we have one and it's, you know, a 10,000 square foot freestanding store. Yeah. And our goal was to make that one store, the absolute best store in the country. That's great. And we think we're close. Yeah. And you know, I, th I think it's really interesting too, how you say, you know, obviously a lot of the kids may have not ended up in the jewelry business, but it, a lot of their lives were shaped by it, you know, working at it, being a part of it, doing stuff. So it's amazing exactly. what your father and you and your, you and your brother have built. Cause even if they don't end there, that thing that you guys have created has helped them get where they are today. So I just, I love that too. Yeah. That's what uh, my uh, son that makes the suits had a really good uh, article. They interviewed him from the Columbus dispatch uh, about his suit making. Cause he made this year for the NFL draft. He made, I think eight of the top, first round or eight of the first round picks their suits. Nice. And as you know, there was no draft other than a virtual one on TV. So right. none of them wore their suits and uh, they kind of did a, they wanted to do a little interview. He actually made Joe Burrow, who was the number one uh, cool. pick yeah. in the draft this year. He's made playing my suit. brownies tomorrow. Uh, oh yes, they do play them tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a, very exciting game. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he in that article attributed uh, his success in the suit-making world to watching uh, his father being me and his Zadie being my father, uh, how they worked the business all those years. So, uh, yes. I love it. Well, that's, that's fantastic. And, you know, speaking of kind of celebrities in a sense, I guess you could say you also are very closely linked with the blue jackets. So I think, you, oh, you, yeah. yeah. So, so let's, let's hear a little bit about that story and how that came to be. That is a, uh, that is my favorite thing to do when it's with the jewelry business Yeah, is to work the, uh, all the different things we do with the blue jackets. Um, there was another jewelry store that was the official jeweler of the Blue Jackets when they first uh, came to town. Uh, they must not have had success with it because they dropped out after four or five years on it. And uh, a gentleman by the name of Ryan Shirk, who uh, was the fella that goes out and uh, tries to get sponsors, and we were, and he courted us for about a year i was the main one that worked on that and you know, it was very leery because uh it's not an inexpensive thing to be a sponsor of a professional sports team you know it costs right. a decent amount of money and it's really hard to see what you get back uh return on your investment and you know most of the the sponsors were you know AEP you're talking you know big big nationwide insurance you know billion dollar companies and we're this little family single store jewelry store 
but something told me it was going to work. So I decided to jump in there and, um, we at first thought we'd go after the players that that would be a good thing, which it was. And we, to this day have, uh, you know, a lot of the players will shop with us and buy things. Uh, and then I realized there's a lot of fans that love the jacket. So we started going after the fans and doing different promotions and things to go after the blue jacket fans. And that has worked really well. So we have decided that we almost make it like my brother and I are like a billboard, a walking live billboard. When we're at the show, I always go to the show or the show. I always go to the games in my suit because we are, you know, if you see any of our commercials, our ads, our pictures anywhere, we're always wearing suits. And you just walk around pointing at everybody at the games, don't you? you? That's the crazy. <laughs> we walk around the game and people will just point at us. <laughs> and we point back. And nice, they'll go, hey, great. experience Myers Jewelers. And it, it's almost like a live walking billboard and i love the games so it's like twofold it's going great we get to go watch the games and kind of promote our business a little bit well, obviously so that's a super it's smart actually worked out really well yeah that's a super smart marketing strategy it connects you with the city right because the blue jackets are columbus and it connects oh you yeah for with- sure i get people that thank us thank you for sponsoring the jackets we have the jackets it's so great and we love them too and it's uh columbus chill season ticket holder uh from the original so i have actually been supporting um hockey in columbus for a lot of years uh what's it what's another benefit or what's a what's a campaign i guess one of your campaigns that you did with the blue jackets for our listeners that do own businesses and are trying to partner up with somebody what's one of your you know, what's a successful campaign that you had with them that you Well, I mean, we did, we had as a uh, spokesperson for us, we linked up with Brandon Dubinsky, uh, who uh, played, this is unfortunately his last year here, but he's been with them, I think seven or eight years now, Um, was an assistant captain and uh, was well-liked in Columbus, and he still lives here. And is staying in Columbus. His kids love it. They go to Dublin school. So he has made himself a fixture in this city. And it's also a good lesson because he was a young guy, good-looking guy, married a beautiful wife, Brenna, and was playing for the New York Rangers, uh, living in New York City and living the life. Um, Got traded in the Rick Nash trade to go to Columbus, Ohio. And, you know, if you're a young guy, have never been here, you're probably thinking, and you're living it up in New York City, you're going, what? I'm, I'm not going. And he told his agent, he's not going. And the agent said, you got to go if you want to get paid. And I think you'll like it there. I hear good things. So try it. So he did. And eight years later, he's retired, has kids, and loves Columbus and said it was the greatest thing that ever happened to him. So it's kind of a good lesson to uh, maybe try different things and not be stubborn and be a, uh, what do you call that? If you're a prima donna that you're not going here because uh, it ended up working out great for him. And he loves Columbus, Ohio, and this is where he's staying in retirement. Yeah. So it's all about keeping an open mind. But as far as a promotion goes, we did one with Brandon. 
uh, we did a thing where who they post on our Instagram the best Myers Jew experience Myers Jewelers point. <laughs> and the winner got uh, four tickets to the game. <laughs> nice. And then they got to go back to the locker room area and have a meet and greet with Brandon. Oh, that's great. After the game. And uh, that was a pretty exciting, fun uh, promotion. And we got a lot of fun stuff uh, with on our Instagram with all the pointings and people doing it in different ways. And it was pretty cool. Yeah, so that was a out, really good one. I'm putting it out there. You should get like a Myers Jewelers foam finger now at all the Blue Jackets <laughs> games. Go. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's, that's a, a good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> Look at that. Free hey, yeah, give me a cut. Hey, Whoa, Jeff, get a I cut love that okay? one. <laughs> Well, I'm your kids didn't want in on the business. I do. <laughs> that's a good one. I'm giving well, you credit on that one, JC. That's awesome. And make hey, sure to make sure make sure to stay tuned after this quick break for some more breaking news and also great business ideas by JC and Jeff yeah. Wiseman. <laughs> and we'll be back with Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN in just one moment. Hello and welcome back to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN with your host Adam Bankhurst and Jeff Comer and our special guest Jeff Wiseman, one of the owners of Myers Jewelers. And unfortunately, my friends, we have come to the final segment. So we are probably going to start in kind of just a little more, you know, sadder place, but then we'll get to something more positive and hopeful. But Jeff, I feel like as everyone's going through it, what has the pandemic been like for you guys and how have you adapted and what have you seen from inside the jewelry business? Well, uh, that's a, a really good, interesting question as well. Cause lots of different businesses have lots of different answers to that. <laughs> exactly. Um, we obviously were closed, uh, during the, uh, shutdown. Because uh, we were not an essential business, which, you know, jewelry definitely would not be. So, uh, you know, that hurts. You know, we were closed for about seven weeks. Yeah. And you're never making that up. You know, that's seven weeks uh, that you're getting zero dollars in. So, you know, there's nothing you can do. Uh, but when we opened, and I will give the governor a really good uh, uh, shout out for when he decided to open because he was not going to open till the Monday after Mother's Day. And there were a couple <laughs> business leaders that went to him that said, is it gonna make a really big difference with the COVID if you open the week before and let those retail stores that have been shut down for seven weeks get some other business because it's generally a busy time for retailers. And he agreed to do that. And I thought it was a great, great idea by him. What was that one extra week going to do as far as the COVID? And think of how much it was going to benefit the retailers economically, which it yeah. really did. Uh, so that was a great idea that he did. And fortunately for us and the jewelry industry in general, uh, business has been, uh, it's been very good since, uh, we have reopened and i hear that across the country um you know jewelry is a interesting business you know it's it's all a lot of it's based around you know love romance and you you know you always have that where you know we're our big thing in our stores engagement rings wedding bands uh 
whether COVID's there or not, you're going to get engaged. You want to get married. You want to buy your wife a beautiful anniversary ring or whatever. Have that sense of normalcy. So, you know? <laughs> so yeah. So people have been coming in and buying. Uh, you know, I thank the Lord. I'm not in the restaurant or bar business now uh, because I feel just absolutely horrible for all those people uh, on what they have had to go through with no end in sight. Um, so, uh, we fortunately, uh, have not had after we were open, you know, we haven't felt that crunch like, uh, a lot of other industries have had. So we are very, very thankful. Now we have, you know, done all the restrictions and, you know, we've put up plexiglass all over the store and, you know, we have the masks and uh, we clean, disinfect all the time and we're doing all the different things that you need to do. And fortunately, we've had nobody in our store come down with COVID. So that's been really good. And, right. uh, you know, we've been doing our social distancing and all that. And it's, you know, we sell everybody wearing our masks now. So um, took a little while to get used to. But if that's the worst thing you got to do. I don't really care because yeah. <laughs> I'm a big believer in wearing that mask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's great. You got, you know, you have to adapt and do it. And, you know, I think the thing people have to know is, you know, if we keep, keep the course and hopefully it's, you know, a lot sooner than some may be saying it is, but life will eventually get back to maybe a new normal, but something will happen. But life is all about those bumps in the roads and those challenges yeah, and, you know, my, and stuff. So just like my dad would always tell us about the depression days and right. I mean, literally back then there was, you know, there was no welfare or anything or the unemployment and, you know, those were his mom and dad sent him out to go looking for a job to bring money home to feed the family to help because <laughs> right. there was nothing going on at all. I mean, it was horrible. And I just watched uh, the movie. Have you seen the movie Midway? No, I've heard good things though. Oh, it was great, but it really shows, you know, shows what war was like in World War II. It was awful. Yeah. And um, not glorious. You know, if the worst thing we got to do is wear a mask and be a little social distant. Uh, I don't I think, think it's that's right. so horrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You compare it to all those things, it's literally nothing. Definitely. So, you know, obviously we like to end on a little more hopeful note and kind of looking towards the future. So, what does the future hold for you guys? Is there any like exciting things you want to talk about or any, any final thoughts you have for our listeners? So uh, we just want to, you know, give you the floor one more time. Well, that's very nice. Uh, I haven't really done any self promoting today, so I might as well uh, mention where our store is. Yeah. And, please. Uh, if anybody is looking for any type of jewelry, uh, Give us a try. I think you'll be very happy. Uh, you'll get that family feel, which we've been talking about. And it's not just uh, something I talk about. You'll come in and it'll feel sterile. It does not feel that in our store at all. Uh, we have a beautiful 10,000 square foot store. Um, one of our employees has worked there for 40 years. Um, so, I mean, we have very long-term uh, employees a lot of longevity there so uh, we're located in grove city ohio and for those of you that think that is at the other end of the world it is not that far away <laughs> eight minutes from downtown columbus right go. off of 71 so it's uh not a far venture to get to and um that's where we're at and scott or i one of us are always there working I and um 
we actually have a great event coming up uh, October 10th where we pick select items. We fill up an entire case. And for that day only, uh, to celebrate our 54th anniversary, Bravo. which is kind of crazy. We've been around <laughs> 54 years now. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, we do 50% off of everything in that case. And there will be, there's usually one or two Brightlings in there as well. So it's not just like junk stuff. It's nice merchandise. Oh, so, because uh, we're a Brightling dealer, which is a very fine watch. Last yeah. year, I think we had three Brightlings in there and they were snatched up quickly. <laughs> I can imagine. Yes, for half off, that's pretty good. Well, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much what we've got going on. We're just uh, plugging away and uh, working hard and, uh, and then enjoying life afterwards. And hopefully I'll be able to get back to some rock and roll uh, <laughs> concerts uh, in the near future because that is the one thing I really do miss. Jeff, I'm gonna take so. you, Jeff, I'll take you out to one, man. Or, or actually, you could probably take me one out, out <laughs> me out to one these days. Yeah. Well, we'll go to one together. How's that? Go. I look forward to the future where we can all go there. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for hey, joining us. Hey, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it very yeah, much. It really, really means a lot sharing it and just keep doing what you're doing. It's so great to see, you know, a family run business that's been around the community for so long that gives back, that really cares about what they do. So we really thank oh, yeah, you for what you're doing. You can even go family. into any of that stuff, some of the charitable stuff, but that'll be <laughs> we'll another time. We'll have to have time. you back. Well, that means you'll just have to yep. come back again. So, All right, tell Ron I said hello as well. I will. Well, Jeff, thank you. Jeff Comer, thank you. Thank you, listeners, all for taking time out of your day to listen to Grow Like a Pro on 610 WTVN. We hope you have a great day and or night, and we will see you next week.